Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Here we are. Dory, how's it going? How was your week? You know, What'd you do? Uh, well, you saw me. You were off this week. Didn't feel like it. How'd that happen? Well, you had a lot of meetings. I did. I had a lot of stuff to do. Uh, I've got stuff to do all the time. I've got stuff to do after this. Yeah, you do. And I have... Um, yeah. Hardest working man in showbiz. So glad everyone appreciates that and sees it. I see you. Well, you do, yeah, but you're not. You're not. You're not. Um, who do I need to impress? Nobody. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. We're all good here. Exactly. Oh. Um. I mean, what do you want to know, everyone? It was a long week. We all waited and waited and waited and waited. For results. That's yeah, true. It was pretty much like the two week wait for IVF. 
but with the whole country as the baby. <laughs> I had a really bad extended metaphor that I did over like three days on Twitter about uh, waiting being like getting induced. Oh, okay. <laughs> How'd it go? People seem to be into it. Uh, got some traction? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I said, I first tweeted maybe like two days in. Yeah. That it was feeling like my 40-hour induction where, you know, I just really wanted a vaginal birth, but eventually the doctor was like, you have to have a C-section. Your uterus is overheating. Yeah. So I said, I had the C-section, and I said, the C-section is Pennsylvania. My uterus is Arizona, mm-hmm. and the doctor is Steve Kranacki. Who was I in this? You weren't there. Oh. <laughs> I wish I was like... I don't know, a good pollster who predicted it correctly, but it seemed to be that there weren't any. Again, yeah. Again. I guess the nurse the nurse could have been the pollster. Yeah, okay. You know what uh, I'm saying? Who was the doula? The doula was North Carolina. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just not really coming we, through. Exactly. <laughs> we got all excited. I'm a, we. <laughs> Did you get excited for North Carolina? You thought it was at any point that it was going your way? Before the election, sure. Oh, wild. Um, but like, I mean, look, what did it say? It was interesting. I talked to my therapist about it. But I mean, I don't we don't love to get super political here, but it was fascinating to me that there was it was that uh close Mm. But there was, you know, just a difference of what, four and a half million people, five million people. I mean, that's a pretty, that's, that's, that's a, that's a mandate. <laughs> you know? Is it? Yeah. Well, it's also, but it's a little, you know, I mean, it just, it just goes to show you that it is, you know, half of, uh, it's about half of yeah. people. Yep. So, I mean, look, I'm on the, I'm on this whole side of like, let's, let's figure this out, everybody. Let's sit down and discuss. Now, if you're, you know, someone who doesn't believe that science is real, maybe you don't come to the table immediately. You know, the... You stay um, outside. The 25-year-old Republican guy who won election to the House in North Carolina, I believe. Mm -hmm. The first thing he said, the first thing he tweeted when the election was called for him was cry more lib cry more lib okay i mean look again it's those kind of people like i don't have to go to their level i'm not you know i don't need to glow oh, no one's anything. going and, to their level i just think that but like, it's like I, I i don't know everybody everybody the the vocal sides the vocal minorities of both sides are in a shouting match that neither side is hearing you are a people pleaser i am not a people well yeah of course i'm a people pleaser I don't know why I immediately was like, no, I'm, yeah, I'm that. Why? <laughs> I am a people pleaser. I try to please people. Yeah. For sure. But I feel like that's what you, should I run for office? You'd hate it. I would? Yeah. Why would I hate it? I don't think it Seems you, like they have a lot of breaks. They do have a lot of breaks. <laughs> they have really good benefits. They have good benefits. Okay. Yep. So you're talking me pretty much into it right now. I just think the campaign would stress you out a lot. Oh, I'd have to go on Twitter again, huh? Yeah. Probably. I would. Or at least hire someone to do your tweets. Oh, that's what I would probably do. Yeah. I'd be like, look, don't be super insulting. 
whatever we can do to take the high road. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I would say. I just feel like, I, would, I don't know. I'd shuffle away. We don't have to go try to help it, people. But I, I don't, I don't really agree with your, with your point of view. My point of view. Wait, but what is my point of view? That like, we should just be thinking about reconciliation right now. Uh, no, that's not all we should be thinking about. But we should, I mean, we should be think. I think we should be thinking about how the fuck we undo the splinter. I don't know that the splinter is undoable. Well, I mean, at least get the splinter closer to, you know, sanity. Both sides. I disagree. There's good people on both sides. Oh, God. No, you're really... You're, you're, oh, you're turning me off no. right now. Oh. This is not... Look, I'm just... I just... Uh, There's people on was, the other side that stunning. believe in things that... I are just, ridiculously... Are morally abhorrent. Yeah, but also, like, too... That's the thing, too, that, like, some of those people that are... That claim to be uh, taking a moral high ground... support policies that are often immoral yes that's very it's like that's the that's the thing where i'm just like i just don't think that like that should be the first thing that we think about now well first thing we should think about is is uh is um coronavirus yeah yeah that's that was the words that i couldn't find yeah why well listen i don't think people come to this podcast for our deep political takes uh, so we well should move should. on. Because we are now on Air America. Did you know that? No. Does that exist anymore? I was just going to say, don't think that exists oh, anymore. Me and Al Franken don't have a radio show anymore? <laughs> and Janine Garofalo? <laughs> come on, Air America. Come on back. When was that? Like 15 years ago? That was uh, like the, that was like once the Tea Party started, then it was like, okay, oh, so well, like here's, here's Air America. <laughs> Well, listen. Is that where Rachel Maddow came from too? Was it? I feel like that was a maybe. It was a thing. Look, she had a coronavirus exposure, you know. Uh, She's in quarantine right now. She is in quarantine right mm-hmm. now. I hope she doesn't. Uh, hope she's uh, negative, and uh, I don't wish coronavirus on anybody. No, except for some. Yep double the case <laughs> that i got i didn't get one. um uh, anyway yeah so i mean it was very interesting this week with my wife and uh the election and sort of dory's uh doom scrolling and my approach to life which was uh what what, what are you gonna do <laughs> I know, but that's always your attitude. I know, but my attitude was like, okay, so we cast, you know, we did the, we filled, I filled out my ballot. Dory dropped it off at the ballot box. I did. On Monday. Yep. We did got Henry get, a passport. Did you get confirmation that, that it was received? I didn't check on that. Okay. Because I assumed that my vote was legal and all legal votes should be counted. <laughs> um, did you use a Sharpie? No. Oh man, I used a Pilot G7. Is that okay? <laughs> Sharpies are fine too. Um, oh yeah, we got Henry a passport. We got Henry a passport the day before the election. That was pretty fun. That was, uh, <laughs> was funny. It was funny because like I have a passport and Dory doesn't. So I guess once Henry's passport gets here, that's when we go. 
My passport's expired. I need uh, to renew it. Um, post office lady was nice. It was a very long. It was a long, giant line that I just shuffled off into because I was like, "There's a line. I should wait in it." <laughs> and I was like, "Should I ask about the passport?" I was stuff? like, "Well, you can't go in front of the people yeah. in the front of the line." I was like, okay. Uh, and, <laughs> and then and then some brave soul walked in the post office and then over to the area we needed to be in and was seen immediately. And everyone was like, wait a second. And Dory and I were like, Should, what's happening here? I was and like, the people we, behind us had big giant giant boxes and they were like, wait a second. And we had a, an appointment. Yeah. So Dory, you know, went over to the empty window and <laughs> said hello. And they were like, yep, okay, okay, yeah, <laughs> fill this out. Sure, no problem. And everybody that was in that giant line was waiting for to, to get pick a, up to a pick package. up a package. Yeah, and I was like, "Who are you? You're picking up a package on a Monday, and you couldn't be there for the package." <laughs> it's like I'm just confused. Like the post office to me is, if I don't get a package, like that something comes delivered from the post office because of their hours of like ten to five, I'm never getting it. I've picked up a few packages for you. Right. And if you didn't exist, I, the, I've had stuff sent back. Yeah. A few times. Yeah. Just because it's like, it was literally impossible for me well, to get Well, in that there. particular post office, the package pickup is especially bad. Seemed, I, I do not believe the line moved at all. No, it didn't. And in fact, that post office is closer to us, but our packages get routed to the other post office. Yeah. Which isn't as bad because they don't they let you go to the window and ask for your package yeah instead of having the special door that yeah it seems like, like a door that you knock no on and if someone's there they're yeah. there and otherwise they get, they get really mad at you for knocking I, i've just seen like even when we were there there were like the person behind the door was like getting in a fight with someone mm. there's always some issue and if you dare to knock half a second before 10 a.m like they will bite your head off uh, but the people we dealt with at the post office were very nice. Even oh, though I see. one of the people uh, harangued us into a, a survey, survey. <laughs> like, would, like wouldn't almost wouldn't let us leave unless we took the yeah. survey. It was very strange. But I was like, look, they're just trying to survive. Yeah, and I so Dory filled out the survey for them. I did. Um, but so here's it. it it's gonna get a little long, but I was uh, I was doing that th- that uh, part of. Video game segment, everybody. GTA Five, Grand Theft Auto Five, the game that's been out forever. <laughs> I've beat it a bunch of times, and then I was I popped it in, and I was just playing it. And there's a point like you've done all the heists, you've done all the other missions, you've met all the strangers. There's nothing else to do, but you fire up the game, and you're just in that world. So what I what I was doing, I kept like there's three protagonists in the game. And I just kept being one protagonist and call, calling up another. You can call them on the cell phone in the game mm-hmm. and go hang out. Mm-hmm. So I kept calling up another protagonist mm-hmm. and hanging out with them mm-hmm. and driving out to this faraway bar that had darts. Mm-hmm. And I was playing darts on the PlayStation mm-hmm. for like an hour, set after set of darts, video game darts. And I was like, this is a very strange way to <laughs> waste time. And I don't think it'd be that hard to get a hold of a dartboard. So I bought a dartboard. And then it came to the house. 
and I put it up outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and 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 I started throwing darts, and then I dragged Dory into it, mm-hmm. and she's up three games to one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm bad at darts. We're both really. We're bad. both really bad at darts, but I've been like trying to practice. I'm not very good at darts, but it's weirdly uh, fun it to is me. Fun. I, I don't know, but also it was a good. I I decided to uh, drag Dory into the fold when uh, she was doom scrolling so much. I was like, you know. Why don't you come play darts? It'll be a nice accompaniment to darts. I I don't. A nice can of hard cider. You could make that happen. I could. Just, we'll go pick some apples. Okay. We'll ferment some apples. All right. Probably add wheat. Okay. I don't know how this works. All right. Beyond that. How does it get carbonated? Bubbles. Oh, okay. We'll just, Henry will blow bubbles into it. Oh, all right. Great. Um... So, yeah, and then as is normal with things that I get obsessed with, I've just, like, really gotten deep into the world of darts equipment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, you know, I guess you'd, I never really thought about it as a thing. Mm. But I would say, of all the, like, game, you don't need a ton of space. No, Because the board only has to be, the, the toe line is seven feet, nine and a quarter inches from mm-hmm. the board. So as long as you have a room that's, you know, like 10 feet long, you could certainly get a dartboard and put it up to regulation. And, uh, you know, it's surprisingly uh, affordable. Until you start buying a million accoutrements. No, I would, I I think that like, you get a good set of darts, you call it a day. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, listen, I'm up three games to one, and I've just been using the darts that came with the dartboard. She's using some 20 grammers. I mean, I'm trying to find a right height, right weight for my throw. I don't know what it is. I'm really lost. You were, I thought, I thought the last game we played, you were definitely going to win. Well, the problem was we both got our score down so low that (laughs) we both needed to hit double one for the out. For those who don't play darts, that, that, that rim around the numbers in the first circle that little rim that's the double spot and you have to hit then you have to get down to zero exactly by hitting the correct number so we were down to two so we each had to hit double one and i i wish actually i don't wish i'd like to know how many times how many turns we each had i mean it was about 25 minutes i think yeah, of trying to get the Of trying one. to get... So in 25 minutes, we did not hit it. Nope. And finally I said, do you want to just have a draw? And I was like, nope. We'll just do two more times each, and then we'll do one three-dart throw to see who scores the highest. And then Dory scored the highest. That's true. And, uh, you the know... Other games, the other games I won outright, though. Yes. Very true. Again, uh, also... I don't know. I don't. I'm, I'm not a math guy. No, he's really not. Turns out I can't uh, multiply things by two or three or subtract. No, he can't at all. Like my brain, like the things he was saying. My brain pulls the other like all the numbers you need to make the equation happen. My brain pulls them all, 
And then I just end up going, like, I just lock in on, like, a six and an eight. I'm like, 68. Then Dory's like, no, it's 53. <laughs> Literally. And I was like, well, you know, five plus three is eight. And then there's I'm probably like, a six in there somewhere. I'm like, what? 68. <laughs> uh, so, eh, mild form of dyslexia, perhaps. Anyway, we hope you're doing well. If anyone wants to play darts with me, let me know. Can anybody listening to this play darts? <laughs> Because I feel like I'm very, I mean, literally every Dart YouTube channel, the accent is. Canadian? No, British. Oh. Welsh. Netherlands. And, you know, it's funny too how many professional Dart players are like, they just look like they're from Manchester, England. Hmm tattoos mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. just hanging out with in a pub mm-hmm. so if anybody's listening and wants to play darts with me i feel like i keep learning all these old-timey games you learn all the old-timey games yeah is darts that old-timey i mean it's not like i mean you'd have to have a steel tip it's analog it's not a, yes you know what i mean like but that's the other that's the other thing i like about it sure too same. it's like you know, and it's also the kind of thing that is not a pool table. Do you know what I mean? Where, like, if you get a pool table yeah. and you're into pool for a week or two, like then you just you have, have a, pool a giant table. pool yeah, table. Yeah, yeah. Whereas with a dartboard, it's like yeah. a thing you can. That's true. Clearly. It's unobtrusive. Exactly. Yes. Which is the name of my game unobtrusive matt hello you're so unobtrusive that's the first adjective i think of all i think of you (laughs) come to the table and compromise thank you so much listen if you want to reach out to matt about his dart game you can do so at dorianmatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com and you can call us at 413-461-BABY i guess that means we'll be taking a break yep we'll be right back Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. 
Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, everybody. We're back. Uh, not sure if you know this, but uh, I still play darts. Okay. <laughs> All right. So last week we got a voicemail from someone um, asking about a rare genetic disease that we couldn't quite figure out the name of. Mm-hmm. It was Kalman. Kalman? Kalman? K-A-L-L-M-A-N. Anyway, we heard from Ariana, who wrote, Hey all, I had to pause the pod. I have Kalman, Kalman too. And it's always exciting to hear about another person with it, especially if they are a woman. Its prevalence is 1 in 10,000 among men and 1 in 70,000 among women. Oh, wow. To answer the listeners' questions, I had my kid in August 2018. IVF doctors are the one specialty that tend to know about Kalman's since anyone with it who wants a kid has to do IVF, so they tend to be somewhat knowledgeable. We did genetic testing, not because of Kalman's, but because of CHARGE, that is an acronym, which can sometimes show up in Kalman's patients who have a mutation in the CHD7 gene, which I do. Thankfully, neither I nor my kid have charge. Charge can present as nothing or can present as coloboma, heart defects, atresia, chone, growth retardation, genital abnormalities, and ear abnormalities, hence charge. I, 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 I suppose I'm into an acronym if it really cuts up that many syllables. Yeah. If it wasn't for charge, I wouldn't have bothered doing genetic testing because as genetic disorders go, Kalman's doesn't do a heck of a lot outside of making you infertile without outside help. In some ways, having Kalman's during IVF is awesome. Since you don't get a period naturally, you never have to wait for it to do any part of the process. That's a nice Mm. narrative reframe. The main difference I've seen between myself and other people doing IVF is the amount of meds I had to take. Because I don't naturally have much much estrogen, my shots consisted of eight vials of Menopure, as opposed to most people who use one or two vials per dose. I love hearing from other Kalman's patients, and I hope this helps your caller, Ariana Perry. And then she, she wrote back, Oh, Ariana Perry, long-time, mm-hmm. long-time, long-time writer Patreon and supporter. Mm-hmm. Sorry to write again. I just reread and worried I was being too flippant with the comment 
with a comment about Kalman's just making you infertile. This is a diagnosis I've had since I was 14. Having kids without IVF was never an option for me. I grieved about that, but I did that so long ago that by the time I was actually ready to have a kid, needing to do IVF was simply part of the process. Obviously, passing on a genetic condition that causes infertility is a huge deal. But for me, when compared to other genetic markers, it didn't worry me. Anyway, sorry for being an asshat. I did not think she was an asshat. No, no. We've seen asshats. We have. You were not. No. Congrats on not being an asshat, Ariana. Um, Thank you. That was actually, that was very, very helpful information. And I hope our caller from last week is listening. I mean, think about the fact that it's one in 70,000 women have this. And two of them them happen to listen to this podcast with a very small listener. Well, except that, as she said, if you you do Calvin's, you have to do IVF. Sure. but it doesn't say if you ha- if you have Calvin's, you have to listen to podcasts. Correct, but maybe that is something that she just forgot to mention. Maybe the IVF special specialists who know about the disease could add podcasts to the symptoms. That's a great idea. Thank you. All right, bad we should idea. we should email idea. WebMD. I don't want to email anyone. Dory okay. Dory is right to dismiss me. Okay, this is from anonymous. Hey y'all. I wrote to you a few or so months ago about feeling anxious in anticipation for my uterine septum surgery, and I thought I would give an update. My surgery was canceled in April because of COVID, so I waited until the end of the summer when they could get me in because of the nature of my septum. It's long. Mm. My doc wasn't sure if I would undergo a laparoscopy or a hysteroscopy, which made it even more nerve-wracking. She wanted to get in and see the intensity of my septum's blood supply. Turns out my septum has a large blood supply, so she just did the hysteroscopy as they couldn't cut it without causing a lot of bleeding. Mm. Afterwards, my doc said she is confident I could get pregnant leaving in the septum because it has a decent blood supply. Overall, it would be more risky to try and cut it out. I have never tried to get pregnant, so I have no idea if it will be an issue. Does anyone share a similar experience? Has anyone given birth with a septum? My, my doc also said there isn't a lot of research on the matter because some people give birth never knowing they have a septum, so they don't know the success rate. She said my lining looked great, and I was also given a very impressive photocopy of the septum. At this point, my partner and I will probably try to get pregnant next year and see how it goes. Obviously, preterm birth and miscarriage is still a major concern. Ugh, sending lots of good vibes to everyone. Thanks for the pod. Anonymous. Hmm. 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 Interesting. A long septum. Hadn't heard about that. I mean, I really didn't know. I didn't really ever think about the various shapes of septums. (laughs) No, me neither. So... And the doctor thinks you can get pregnant with a long septum because of the blood supply. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just never knew what a septum was. It like divides your uterus. Right. That's what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. But why would its blood supply allow for a better implant? Honey, I don't know. Um, We're going to need someone to explain this to us. Okay, thank you. Because it doesn't make sense to you, right? Mm, I, I'm having trouble picturing it. Okay. And you are a visual learner. I am. That's true. <laughs> um, all right. We're going to hear from Lauren now. Uh, let me just uh, make sure. Okay, go ahead. Um, hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. Thank you so much for the amazing community you have created. I've been listening from the beginning, but got really behind when I was furloughed for three and a half months and no longer had a commute. 
Well, I'm finally caught up and I was so excited when I heard that a listener sent in the email template they used to request benefits. I have two friends who are starting IVF and are dealing with insurance issues. Thanks, self-insured exemption to the state mandate. So I was glad to have an additional resource to share with them. I decided to round out the template with statistics and information about the state mandate before I passed it along to them. So I thought I'd share it with you in case any other listeners would find it useful. The template does include details specific to Massachusetts, but could be updated for the other states that also have mandates or could be used as an example for those that don't. I recommend your podcast to all my friends. I don't know what to do now that I can't binge excellent episodes for media updates, so I guess I'll go watch watch The Great British Bake Off. Stay safe, wear your masks, and vote. Lauren from Billerica, Massachusetts, <laughs> who has eaten zero hot dogs but lives in 2,500 square feet with one obliger husband, one soon-to-be 14-month-old science baby, and one 35-pound high-energy taller. He looks... I don't, like I, that, that, that just looks like a baby... Um, golden retriever. Yeah. Um, and then she writes, P.S. My husband listens to TNC and mentioned that Matt is more focused on that show. That is a hundred percent accurate. Wow. I'll tell you why. Cause I you're ha- doing that soundboard. I have to run the soundboard. I have to run the clips. I have to drive the conversation. I have to do everything on that show except, uh, the email portion. Mm. That's Andy's foray. Mm-hmm. So that being said, Maybe if you listen to just the emails, the hails portion of TNC, I'm just as focused. <laughs> Which is to say, not that focused. Which is to say, <laughs> listening, mostly understanding, but not having to hit any sound effects. Mm. So less less focus, well, apparently. Maybe this podcast needs more sound effects. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, so she sent, Lauren sent the letter. I'm going to, I uploaded it to our Google Drive and I'm going to link to it in the show notes. So if you. Oh, I thought it would be on your link tree. No, it's not on my link tree. Okay. It's in the show notes. It's in the show notes. It's literally right there, everybody. Whatever um, device you're using, it's right there. Yeah. And then she also included a picture of her very cute science baby and her dog who has a white paw. I, I, the, what is the font? The font looks like Harry Potter on the. Yeah, it says, I think it says my Patronus. Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah. Thank and you. And there's a, I think there's a picture of her dog. Oh, on the, um, oh, that's adorable. Yeah. On the sweatshirt. On the sweatshirt. The dog's just sitting there chilling yeah, out. Exactly. That's cute. Very cute. Bo and Henry should be that cute sometime. I mean, they're pretty cute. They are pretty cute. Although I will say, Henry is very cute with uh, Holly's dog. Molly. Yeah, he's really cute with Holly's dog. I guess it's because Molly. Molly weighs eight pounds. Yeah, Molly's <laughs> face is not the size of Henry's head. Like, so. But yeah, he's very. You he's know, like really gentle with her. Very cuddly. Yeah, and he goes. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's so funny. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, Henry, I would say that. Yeah. It's interesting to watch him now process things because you always saw him observing things and sort of processing things. But now I really see him process things. Well, now he can like observe something and then copy it like pretty quickly. That's not even what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about his observation and, and, and repetition. I'm talking about like his literal, like if you're saying something to him. Oh, I see. I see language wise mm. you know 
Um, very, it's interesting. It's been interesting to watch. Still says Biku, but well, yeah, someday he'll say words. I feel like you're like, like I've seen you like genuinely laugh a few times in the last few days at things that he's done. Like he's getting like legitimately funny. Uh, I don't want to be those parents that say that because everybody says their kids are funny. No, but he is. He's funny. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Sometimes I don't. I don't. I don't think it's intentionally funny. No, I know. I'm just saying. Like I, I didn't mean that. Although to... he's being quote unquote intentionally funny when he does his pratfalls. Yeah, but no, I'm. I said that more to say that like I feel like you are getting more enjoyment out of him, like on a humor oh, level, uh, just on a personal <laughs> on a level. Personal, yeah, because he's like more he's of a person. A person. That's yeah. the whole thing with these babies. That was more these what babies. I was saying, not well, to say like, oh, our kid is so funny. Well, we got there. You know, I'm glad I took the time to understand what yeah, you were saying. Me too. You know, yeah. That's just that. I'd like to be an example for maybe everyone in the Senate. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, it is, that's the thing, the baby thing, it's like, babies are like, to me, babies are like, adorable balls. Yeah. They don't do anything. <laughs> they don't, especially like the first six months of their life, you're just, yeah. You're literally just waiting on them hand and foot to keep them alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as the personality develops and, and it becomes more of a person, yep. then you sort of, there's a give and a take, you know? Yep. It's not just a take, take, take. He is very giving. Yeah. He's somewhat helpful. Yeah. He wants to be For helpful. a baby. Yeah. He's very helpful for a baby, I would yeah. say. Um was not helpful when he decided to destroy the Aston Martin. He didn't mean to. <laughs> he literally like walked by I it. I don't remember. Was that last week or this week? It was this past. It was like a few days ago. Isn't that crazy? I don't even remember. Mm. Matt built a Lego Aston Martin that he like he you'd had it for years. Yeah, it had it since it came out in 2017. It. it had it for three years. And so Sean Connery died, and I was like, maybe I should build it. A day later, it was on the dining room table, and Henry was like running by, and he knocked it off the table. Yeah, and it exploded. It really did. It really looked like it had been in a car crash. Uh, so I had to rebuild it. But it's been, you know. But like he has his giant Duplos, and I, you know, it's fun to like sort of give him Duplos, and I'll sit there with Legos. The Legos are too small, though. Yeah, they're way too small. He'll for just him. like eat them. Granted, the set I was building was expert for sixteen years old plus. Yeah, so <laughs> um, little time. Um, all right, let's take another break. Okay, and then we'll be back. Yep. Shortly. Okay. See you soon. I won't see you. You'll hear me though. Bye. Be back. Hang on. Brb. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, we're back. We are. 
All right. This next email is from Kara. Hi again, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo. I had to pause the pod to respond to Sam in Kansas. I wanted to echo what Matt said, that saltwater aquariums are a ton of work. So remembering your dad having a saltwater tank, it is understandable you might be reluctant to dive into getting an aquarium. I like the pun. Do you think she meant to do that? I hope so. But freshwater aquariums can be very low maintenance, especially if you put live plants in them to help keep the water clean. And you get an easy to keep a pretty fish like guppies or tetras. It's super relaxing to watch without having to worry about maintaining super specific pH and temp parameters like you uh-huh. would for cichlids. What? Cichlids? Do you know? Yeah. Is that how you say it? Uh, cichlids or discus. Cic- yes. Okay. I'm asking. Sorry. Cichlids or discus, which are also freshwater, but much harder to keep. Just my two cents. And of course, I'm biased because I'm the one with the Planted Aquarium, which has now been upgraded to the 75-gallon tank. But for what it's worth, I clean my filter only a few times a year. Reddit has some good Planted Aquarium and general freshwater aquarium subs for more info. Of course, <laughs> they do. Thanks, Dory Matt, for all you do and for this amazing pod. Love, Kara and 2,700 square feet. Oh, my feet. God. Kara. Sam, get a dartboard. Oh, yeah. Sam should get a dartboard. Oh, Sam. Get a dartboard. Anyway, as I was saying, Kara is in 2,700 square feet in New Jersey with a husband, 22-month-old science baby, okay, toddler, girl, two dogs, and a 75-gallon box of water, plants, fish, and shrimp. Oh, shrimps are in there. Yeah. Freshwater shrimps. Scrimps. Scrimps. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Kara, for all yes, of that so information. Yes, so saltwater tags, if I, I do remember correctly, um, are upsettingly high maintenance that's why you know you just you can go to an aquarium yeah and just hang out and see those that's also it's it's also why there's like there aren't a ton of freshwater fish in aquariums because uh you just have those at home Mm, good point that's not really why I bet Henry would like an aquarium. He would love to put his hands where all those kids have put their hands and <laughs> lick the same exact acrylic they've licked and get coronavirus. He would love to do that, honey. Great. Let's go. <laughs> sea World, here we come. <laughs> all right. This is from Jill. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. For Matt's love of Legos, I thought you might like the Lego advent calendar. I used to get this Whoa. for my kids when they were little, and they loved it. Enjoy. Jill in 1,100 square feet with hubby and one teen girl, two cats, approximately 10 hot dogs and 10 bratwursts with sauerkraut annually. So it was last week. What? That I built it. Like, she's talking about my love of Legos, so. Yeah, weren't you Oh, you I see. I had built it. it. I had finished it. I finished it. Maybe I finished it. But Henry didn't break it until right. Monday. Yeah. Yeah, it lasted a whole day. That's about a day. A day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked into the Lego advent calendar. The reviews were not great for this year's. People were complaining that it wasn't um, seasonally themed enough. What does that mean? Like, I guess I guess they re- release one every year. Mm-hmm. And in the past, they've been very, like, Christmassy, mm-hmm. wintry. Mm-hmm. And people were complaining that there was only, like, one build that was, like, winter-themed. Or holiday themed. Oh, I see. And you'd build every day. Something. You build something. That's cute. It's like I a like little that. thing. So I can still get it for you, you but don't have to get it. I just hand. want you to know that That's quite all right. That that was those are some of the complaints about it. 
Um, all right. Understood. Let's hear some voicemails about candles. Uh, I would like to say right now, I'm burning a candle from the old candle bar, barn rather, in, uh, can you read that? Somewhere, Pennsylvania. It's too dark. I can't see. Ah. From Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Blow out, uh, blow out the lights and turn on the candle. I think that's in Amish County. Uh, it is the chai latte scent, and I left this candle burning overnight. Oh, you you love to do that. I always forget to blow it out. Luckily, it sits in the center of my desk. <laughs> All right, here we go. Candle mail. Candle mail. Why aren't we hearing anything? Uh, well, it could be a couple of reasons. I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head what any of them might be. Because okay. you're plugged in. Yeah. Your volume's up. Yeah. Uh, give it another go. Dory and Matt. That was my fault. Katie Shindon had to pause the pod. OMG, the smell at Pirates of the Caribbean. Literally, Matt. I love that smell so much, and I hadn't thought about it probably since the last time I wrote Pirates of the Caribbean, what, like five years ago now? Mm -hmm. But as soon as you said that, it totally took me back, and I could just feel, it's like a feeling, not just a smell, right? That kind of moist, Strongest sense tied to memory. Air, but it's not like a swimming pool that's like chlorine, that's That's like yucky, but this is like, oh, it's just perfect. So, thank you for that. Um, Not into candles myself, more of a um, oh gosh, what are they called? Essential oils. Okay, don't get into your 50s because you forget words a lot. I've um, already forgotten words. So the things that you put the essential oils in, but not the bad essential oils, not Diffusers? the ones from like the MLM. There you go. Oh gosh, anyway. Diffuser, thank you. Hello. Hi. 52 <laughs> years old. Um, but yes, thank you for reminding me of that smell that I love so much. And I uh, love you guys, as always, brightening up my Monday. Bye bye. Bye. I'm so glad. I hope you, I, you know, I would recommend, look, they're expensive candles, the Magic Candle Company. But I would say that uh, if you really love the smell, I don't know how close it is, but it does like a good enough job of smelling almost like it, where you're like, ah. So I would say the Pirate's Life candle from the Magic Candle Company, I think you should treat yourself to one. Yo, ho, 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 a Pirate's Life for You can me. also get a spray. Ah, no. Wow, you got the spray, huh? I got the spray. <laughs> Long time ago. Wow. Thank you. Okay. All right. Um, we had some other people weighing in about candles. I'm a candle candleman. Hi. I have never had to pause a podcast before ever, but you guys are just talking about how Yankee candles have too strong of a smell. I could not agree more. Thank you. I have some kind of a weird aversion to very strong candle odors. Same. And this is an overshare, but it does make me immediately have to have like explosive diarrhea when I have <laughs> going to like a Yankee candle or Bath and Body Works has some candle store. It is awful. It is. I can't stand it. What a what a what a reaction! Uh, it's awful. <laughs> that's just like your body's natural defense of counteracting the smell it must be so also ooh, that that 
That room spray is pungent. Well, I gave it one spritz. You did, and it like wafted over to me. Finally. Um, explosive diarrhea caller called back. I love it. Hi, sorry. I'm just a person who just called about the explosive diarrhea and got cut off uh, for a different call I had to answer. But I needed to call back because I have talked to other people about this affliction uh-huh. of, like, candle stores having that effect. It is, it is a singular, it's not just me that this happens to. So I agree with Dory, I guess, that candle scents are very important, but it can never be too strong because, Mm -hmm. oh, it is awful. Anyway, I love the podcast. Thank you guys so much. Bye-bye. That was a great, I like that one-two punch of a voicemail. (laughs) I also like starting a voicemail with, hi, I just called about the explosive (laughs) diarrhea. Listen, I'm going to put out the candle and explosive diarrhea signal. Uh, does anyone does anyone have a, a strong reaction to scents, uh, candles in particular? Let us know. But not just a strong reaction. Well, I'd like to be. I'd like someone to write in and be like, "Well, I don't have explosive diarrhea, but I do uh, uncontrollable sneezing." No, I don't want to hear that because that's normal. Yeah, I get that in like a perfume. But counters. like, if you're pooping out your butt. <laughs> liquid or otherwise <laughs> i guess i want to hear it um, so like i said explosive yeah. diarrhea yeah maybe like there's a reaction we hadn't thought of okay. let us know yep please let us know all right we're done with the candle portion of this of the podcast i will miss the candle portion okay. thank you candlers this is from liz hi matt and door that's a i have forever 35 reference forever 35 we all know First time, long time listener here. I've loved the pod and have listened from the beginning since hearing Matt on an episode of Gilmore Guys. Do you think that she wrote Matt and Door because it rhymes with cat? Yeah, cat and door. I see. I see. Yep. I'm on to you, Liz. Yep. My husband and I are not yet ready to think about kids, but I am hoping to surprise him with some excellent video game tips. He recently started playing Red Dead Redemption 2 while I snuggle on the couch next to him watching football on my iPad. He loves long-form adventure and problem-solving games, and I love watching him spend 10 minutes trying to chase down a deer on his too-slow horse. Matt, do you have any general RD2 tips that I can pass along to him or advice for me as I try to emotionally support him as he pays off the bounties he keeps accidentally incurring? <laughs> Thanks. Much love to you both, along with Henry Bow and the rest of the pod team. From Liz in 3,500 square feet in Washington, D.C., with one husband, one very cute but very dumb French bulldog, and approximately eight hot dogs in the last year. You know, that's 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 funny. I What are my tips for Red Dead? I would say whenever there's a point where you can buy some crafting materials for Pearson in the camp, and then he can make you uh, satchels, you know, valuable satchel, tonics satchel. You'll be able to hold more tonics, more sat, more valuables, etc. And then you craft about six of these, and you unlock the Legend of the East satchel. And that one has a capacity for everything. Whoa! Quadrupled, at least. Like wow! I can carry like ninety tonics. Yeah. So, and that one requires a like a hunting like to hunt. 
very specific animals and get perfect quality pelts. Like I spend the bulk of my time in Red Dead just exploring the world. Mm. Like not so much staying in the missions. Uh, my advice to your uh, Red Dead playing partner is to take his time, explore the world, and engage in conversation at the camp sort of and listen to the conversation it really helps it sort of fills up the story oh and the other thing i would say is don't be don't like forget like when arthur updates his journal pull out the journal and read it you get some interesting insight Mm, into the character good tip thank you all right another gilmore guys reference in our next email huh. from Jess. Hi, Shafriar family. I've been re-listening to Gilmore Guys, and they talk about how, Jess. how on Gilmore Girls, the scripts were locked and had to be word perfect. On Office Ladies, they talk about all the alts and improv that happen on The Office. What is it like on the Goldbergs? Is there any improv? If so, which actors do the most improv? Thanks, Jess, who eats 12 hot dogs per year, grilled, cut up, and mixed into mac and cheese. The most improv comes from Wendy. Uh, and, you know, sometimes it's interesting how it works on our show. You try to get it, you try to get it uh, as close to scripted as possible, but sometimes you sort of see something in a performance or you're watching a scene and you're like, oh, it'd be funny if this happened or this. They said this. And I get to tell them to say things like if if i want a line to be if i if i like see a joke that maybe you couldn't see when you were writing it or reading it but you see it in their performance and sort of like to lock in on things that organically happen mm. in the scene but wendy by far uh she I mean, does, does she has an improv background yeah she's a yeah. groundling yeah. um uh jeff does it too I mean, Jeff, you know, curbed, so. Um, yeah, the kid, Troy, Sean, and Hay- and Haley. Troy f- physically does a lot of improvisation. Mm. Uh, it's so funny. Like, he can just, he does a lot of good eyebrow work. Watch the show and just his intensity or lack thereof in a given scene can be very funny. He does have very expressive eyebrows. Yes. Um, that's a very Patreon question. That was very Patreon-y. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's a voicemail. From, okay. From Thomas. Hey, y'all. Thomas from Colorado. The caller that called about what to do being single uh, around the holidays, they could take a page out of my book, which I did for years until eventually meeting my wife and getting married, which was uh, for Christmas and Thanksgiving, I'd make myself a really nice dinner or lunch, usually, uh, filet mignon, mashed potatoes, maybe some sort of uh, green beans or asparagus, and I'd get myself uh, a game that I've really been wanting to play, and I just sat down and did that pretty much all day. Now, granted, you know, I had roommates, too, so it was the one day that I myself, but I just kind of enjoyed myself that way. Uh, good luck on that, you know. I'm up in Colorado right now, and if the weather's permitting, it's a beautiful drive. You know, have a happy Thanksgiving. I like that. I like that voicemail. It's very yeah. much. By the way, that's a great idea, too. 
I would say, look at the PlayStation 5's coming out right before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Sam, you could be. I know you want to go hike and be outdoors, and I'm trying to tell you to buy a dartboard and stay inside. <laughs> Don't listen to me then. <laughs> Forget it. But I like the idea of like a video game you've been wanting to tackle and haven't. Yeah. So, here, here. Well, we've reached the bake-off portion of the pod. Spoilers. So, yeah, warning, there will be spoilers. So if you haven't, if you watch the show and you haven't watched this week's episode. Although, no one's going to email us about this week's episode. No, I know, but like in case we make a reference well, to it, I'm just, just saying. I was very sad about it. Thank he you. Was really sad. A little too sad. Now what am I going to look at? Prue? Oh, Prue. Noel? Matt? Matt? <laughs> All right, this is from Liz. Hey, guys, just wanted to say that the definitive proof that this batch of bakers is inferior to all previous baker batches is virtually no Paul Hollywood handshakes have been dished out. I also made this observation last week. Remember? Virtually none. I said this. You have said this in the past, yes, but but that contextually, this email is the first to put it in that context. You, when you said it, it was more of an observation. I was like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. There haven't been. But you haven't come out and said to me, here's how I know they're terrible. Mm. Not a one handshake. I think maybe only two so far this season. So, yeah, there it is. But I, too, love the show, even if it is painful to watch their ice cream cake dreams melt right before our eyes. You're telling me. Oh, my God. I mean, I was actually, I was surprised Hermine didn't get a handshake this week. Yeah, because he mean. Exactly. All right. This is from Cassidy. Lottie, no! Hello, Matt and Dory. I've been I've been a listener since the beginning. I've learned so much through your journey. I have no kids yet, but I'm a certified birth doula, and I'm currently pursuing a master's in public health focusing on child and maternal health. Mm -hmm. I love listening to your show for both the reproductive health and infertility chat, but also your antics as a married couple. (laughs) Anyways, this email is not about reproductive health nor infertility. The Great British Baking Show was recently recommended to me as a nice, relaxing pastime. I'm an avid home cook and baker and was keeping a sourdough starter years before it was cool. Unfortunately, watching this show has resulted in some very unexpected Great British Baking Show nightmares. Oh, no. (laughs) Twice now, I've watched the show right before bed in trying to distract myself from election anxiety and have woken to horribly vivid and stressful baking fever dreams. Oh, no. (laughs) The first was a frantic attempt to make caramel, which kept crystallizing. Oh, you don't want to do that. The second was an attempt to make some sort of rolled breakfast pastry. My best guess is cinnamon rolls. I woke from both nightmares in a panic, heart racing, unable to return to sleep because of the looming confections. Well, this is most likely a case of misplaced anxiety and stress. I have now had to set a strict no bake-off before bed rule oh, in my house. Oh, not a great rule. That's not fun. Thank you for all the work you put into the weekly show. I truly look forward to waking up to a new episode every Monday. Cheers, Cassidy, in a 1,600... No, 1,065 square foot apartment in the D.C. metro area with one husband and one energetic mini Aussie border collie. Uh, I'm curious, were your dreams in the tent or were your dreams in your home kitchen? Great question, Matt. Thank you. I'm, I'm now curious about that as well. Please let us know. All right. And now we have a Bake Off voicemail. Hey, this is Ricky calling from New York with a 
voicemail for the Bake Off portion of the podcast. <laughs> I love that there is a Bake um, Off portion. So I'm listening to the episode a little late, but during the Japanese week, they mentioned, well, while they were interviewing Lottie, I believe, she mentioned something of a practice tent. So maybe that's how they're doing it, a secondary tent somewhere on the grounds where they all practice in their COVID bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting week. Don't know how I feel about anyone. My favorites from week one are still there. Um, so on to next week. Let's see what happens. But I just thought that was interesting, a little throwaway line about a practice tent. Another piece of this COVID bake-off puzzle. <laughs> um, again, Ricky from New York. Ricky, I hope you one have a apartment. cork board. I don't know how big it is. Small. Um, me, girlfriend, two cats, and working from home mess. Um. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Ricky. Wow. Uh, I I hope Ricky's like really like trying to piece this puzzle together. Yeah. Because it is like, and then also like the two parents that have been star bakers that have had their kids run out and hug them. Well, both of them are are single single parents. parents. Yes. So that that I'm like, okay. So they the kids must be in the bubble with them, right? Which makes sense. The kids are homeschooling. Uh. Uh. The parent is off baking. But also, I think it was shot over the summer. Uh, what's British summer? What's the UK school system I think summer? It's, I think it's similar to ours. Oh, but I wonder lazy. what the kids do during the day. Like, I wonder what the kids do when they're shooting. But, like, also, I hope the kids get to eat everything. Mm. I don't know. I feel like Paul Hollywood takes what he wants. In life. Yeah. That's how you get to be Paul Hollywood. It's true. <laughs> He had the fancy donuts when he was growing up. He did. All right, everyone. That brings us to the end of the show. So sad. Yeah. I mean, I'm always like, man, we got to record the podcast, and then I can't shut up. So, <laughs> everybody, thank you. If you want to support the show, you can do so. You can head over to patreon.com slash Adventure. Support us there, and uh, we do a couple of bonus episodes every month. If you're at the $5 level or above, you get your name read on the podcast as a thank you every month. So I'll kick it off. Thank you to Carolyn Land. Greg Watchorn. Jennifer H.S. Melody Baltazar. Angie James. Tyler Rosewood. Uh, Abba N. Alan L. Alec Meredith Fletchell and Florence Babel. Allison Dean. Amanda Fujita. Amanda Lady. Amy. Andy Pavlik. One, two, three. Four anonymous one with an exclamation point. Wow. April Cherry. Uh, Ariana Perry. Ashley Cicely Lee. Aurora and Zelda. Becca Foster. Ben, a PhD. Bianca. Brett Jarrett. Britt S. Baker. Bruno Macias. Macias? Every time. Macias? I say one and then you say the other. <laughs> it cannot be Macias. Uh, you're right, but still. <laughs> Macias, uh. Carly Moore. Uh, Carolyn N. Kathy Hill. Janami Worth. Christina Smith. Cynthia Meisner. Debbie Meredith, aka Lex Conant's mom. Diana. Diana Robinson. Diana Martin. E. Fast. Edwina Morgan Bodo. Elizabeth Gerardo. Uh, Emily F. Aaron Goodge. Aaron Turley. Fallon. Frederick Roy. And Greta Truitt. Thank you all so very much. And uh, everybody, stay healthy. Six feet apart, wear your masks, and have a lovely week. Bye.